Welcome back to another exciting season of Husky Talk. We're beginning our seventh season in the podcast in the podcast world. We are your hosts, Olivia and Kaylee. Today on the show, our guest is the marketing and communications director for the world famous Adirad Sled Dog Race. Please welcome to the show, Shannon Noonan. Hello, Shannon, and thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. We are really curious to know more about you. How did you end up in this fascinating role? Um, you know, I actually wasn't even trying to um, look for a new position. I've been in marketing events for over a decade and a friend had seen uh, that there was an open open position with the Iditarod and it just sounded like too too cool and unique of an opportunity to pass up. So I had to go for it. As we stated in the intro, you are in the marketing and communication you are the marketing and communications director for the Iditarod. What does your day today look like in that role? Um, you know, it's just busy days of multitasking. Um, that's for sure. Uh, for just one example, in the last two weeks, we've launched the new Iditarod Lotto, um, and the Iditarod Tag Along, uh, which is kind of like trail mail. Um, people can buy, uh, dog tags to commemorate their dogs and they'll go up and down the trail or up the trail with, uh, with a musher. So just two new, um, initiatives that we're launching. Uh, we're always looking for new fundraisers and ways to uh, raise money to operate the race. Um, and then aside from that, I deal with all of our sponsors uh, to make sure that everything runs smoothly for them, um, such as their branding and getting their company out throughout the race. Um, I also deal with all the press and the media during race time and after race time. Um, yeah, I just have my hand in a little bit of everything, uh, which I love because it makes it different and fun every day. So recently you helped put an event on in Iowa, the World Champions of Doc Dogs. First, tell us how that relates to Iditarod. Um, it is an interesting um, dynamic, isn't it? Um, so in December of 2021, the Iditarod purchased uh, Doc Dogs, which is a company that's all um, throughout the you know lower 48, Canada. There's even Doc Dogs Australia, Italy. Um, it, it's all over the place. So essentially, it's just uh, the main goal is to keep building on our dog-loving audience um, to promote awesome dogs doing awesome things. Can you tell us about that event? Uh, yes, it was a ton of fun. And um, your lovely Miss Montgomery uh, came down the last two years for it as well. Uh, there's 492 dogs competing with 360 humans. Um, the competitors come from, like I was saying earlier, all over pretty much uh, the United States, Canada, and we had France, Italy, and Australia represented there as well. Uh, it's essentially just five days of the world's highest jumping, um, farthest jumping, and fastest swimming dogs. It's it's quite fun. What does your role look like during the off-season of Iditarod? Um, well, I mean, you know, there are, we are actually a very small team um, of the Iditarod. You'd think it would be, a, um, you know, large, large staff, but it is fully volunteer run. There's only about five of us that uh, work on Iditarod full-time, so um, I do continue to fundraise throughout the year and look for new fundraising opportunities, um, work with our sponsors, um, with our vendors for all the merchandise that we get with the logos and things like that. And just to keep um, awareness going throughout throughout the season so we don't just get forgotten about for, uh, 
you know, all other eight, nine months out of the season. Um, but then a lot of my focus does shift towards dock dogs, um, as they do have over 200 events, um, throughout the summer. So I try to market those events and get new people there. We call them handlers. Um, that's what the competitors are called. So I try to get more handlers there. Um, and then there's, you know, a couple months of preparations leading up to the world championship every October. So again, hand is kind of in, in everything. Since we are about four months away from the race, what are some things that are going on behind the scenes? Um, really, you name it, it's happening. Um, volunteers are working on a, a new platform right now so they can keep everyone organized because, you know, like we we're saying, there are about 1,500 volunteers all doing, you know, different tasks, different duties, going to different checkpoints and traveling all over. So um, they're getting a lot of those logistics together uh, so we can start recruiting Um volunteers i know we're working really hard to get straw to each checkpoint which isn't something you'd normally think about um but if alaska can't uh you know vendors here don't have enough straw we have to look uh, to get it shipped up from the lower 48 so that's um i know one thing challenge they're working through right now um we're working directly with our sponsors to make sure they get everything uh, they need in return for their sponsorship um we're making sure we have enough pilots for the iditarod air force to get humans, dogs, and supplies from checkpoint to checkpoint up and down the trail. Uh, we're working with our photographers to get them all set for the trail and our insider team. Um, and to be honest, there's so much more going on that I'm sure I don't even know about uh, just because it's such a huge, a huge uh, production. So can you share some of the unique challenges you encounter in your position? Um, you know, finding enough hours in the day to get it all done. It's definitely one of them. Um, only kidding. Uh, but in my position, I'd say one of my biggest challenges is probably trying to stay relevant um, and keep our audience engaged. You know, dog mushing is not as popular as it was, you know, 50 years ago and even before that. Um, so really, it's just trying to uh, keep our younger audience, such as yourselves, engaged, which thankfully we have this great EBU program for that. Um but yeah, really just uh, keeping people with I did around their minds throughout the year um, and not just during the, you know, two, three weeks during the race. How do you overcome these challenges? Um, you know, my goal for the last couple of years has really been to um, just get our audience more involved, um, such as uh you know, like the tag along, the I did ride tag along idea that actually came from a long time fan. She said that it was something that she thought would be really cool. And she'd been talking to her friends about and, you know, so taking in suggestions. So we decided to take that and, and make it happen. And it's been super successful. So that was just one example of getting, you know, uh, taking involvement from, from our followers. Um, and then this last summer, I started an art contest for the 2024 design. So that's also getting people engaged and involved. So it's really just kind of, um, you know, um, getting getting the touch in there with everyone. Uh, we did show the documentary at a movie theater here in Anchorage um, this summer. So that also kept people engaged as well. So really just trying to get anything I can really to uh, get involvement from our from our followers and from fans. On the flip side, what is the most exciting part of your job? <sighs> That's a tough one. Um, it's all super exciting. Um, I, I love all the different dynamics, just pulling back the curtain and seeing what all goes on um, during the race. Uh, so just learning the behind the scenes is incredible. 
Um, but I'd say probably the coolest part so far has been uh, flying up to Nome um, for the finish and just to see the whole culture in a different part of Alaska. And it's just, it's beautiful. I've been following the Iditarod since you know, I was your age or younger. Um, and I've only ever been to the ceremonial start and the restart. Uh, so it's kind of cool to fly along, fly along the trail. That's probably the most exciting. I'm sure you have some some pretty incredible stories. Can you share one of those with us? Hmm, which one? I'd say probably one of the ones that got me at first when I first started with the race. I had started uh, five weeks before the race start. So I had a lot to learn, a lot to do. And uh, I drove out to the ceremony, or excuse me, to the restart out in Willow. And there was a big car accident on the highway and it shut the highway down. So minutes before the race started, I was thrown in a truck and told that I had to uh, read off the names as the mushers were going through the starting line because the person who usually does it was stuck on the other side of the wreck on the highway. <laughs> so that was probably one of my more exciting moments. As marketing and communications director, how do you stay connected with the fans worldwide? Um, you know, just like we were talking about earlier, really, is just keeping them engaged. Um, social media is probably one of our largest um, and email marketing. So, um, yeah, those probably our biggest direct ways of staying connected with them. Um, but, yeah, really just to kind of uh, get their involvement. As we finish up, what do you think would surprise kids the most about the Iditarod? Ugh. I mean, aside from everything that goes on behind the scenes, um, do you know how long are you guys in the I did a read program? Do you do that at your school? Okay. If you haven't heard of it, if, uh, it's not going on yet. It's how long I'd say that's probably one of the most surprising is how long that's been going on. I have followed the I did a rod since I was in elementary school, um, because there was a program called the I did a read program and you track, you track, uh, your, your musher up the trail with as many books as you read. And it was a competition throughout the school and throughout each classroom. Um, so yeah, I'd say just how long the education department has really been around is probably, that was one of the things that fascinated me the most when I started with the Iditarod. I had no idea how huge the program was. I thought it was just something that we did in schools in Alaska. So Finally, have the Iditarod favorite five. We have five different Iditarod topics that we would like to know your favorite. Favorite musher. Ooh, that's a toss-up probably between Susan Butcher and Libby Riddles. Favorite Iditarod book. Probably go with um, a kid's book, which is one of my daughter's favorites. It's uh, Danger the Dog Yard Cat um, by Shelley Gill. It's a great one. Favorite checkpoint? Uh, that would probably have to be um, the race's namesake. I did a rod. It has a really cool history. Your favorite volunteer? Uh, honestly, any volunteer is my favorite volunteer. This race couldn't happen without them, so all of them. Favorite former champion? Um, You know, I probably... Before last year, I probably would have said <clears throat> another toss-up between Susan Butcher and Libby Riddles, but just given the historic um, win last year, I'm going to have to go with Ryan Reddington. Thank you much, Shannon, for being on our show. Oh, thank you both very much. This has been great. Well, thanks, Shannon. 
Um, probably get it out in the next couple of days and I'll send you the link and you can share it wherever you want to share it. You got it. Uh, well, you guys made national news. Did we? Yeah. Uh, no? 65 inches of snow in a day. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's dumping right now. It won't stop. Thankfully we still have power. I think we emailed last week. I didn't have power for almost three days. No school? Uh, no school today. They called that last night. Um, there was no school on Friday, no school on Thursday. Man. So it's just snow days, but that now they're remote learning days. Yeah, that, yeah. they were on, uh, I was watching just national news yesterday and they popped on saying how much snow you guys got. So that's crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, I think we've gotten about two, two feet since the middle of the night last night. And that's on top of the three feet we already got. So, and it's not stopping anytime soon. I'm just yeah. really happy we have power so far. Wow. Oh, good. Good seeing you. Yeah, you as well. Thank you guys so much. See you later. All right, bye. We're going to... Okay. Now, it's still recording, so do the... It better still be recording. Yeah, it is. Special thanks to our guest, Shannon Noonan, for being on our show this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please stop by iTunes and leave us a review. It helps with our readings. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or people you would like to hear on the show, email us at huskytalk1 at gmail.com. If we hear from you or you leave a review, we will read it on the show. We would like to also give credit to Hobo Jim for our intro song, the Iditarod Trail song, and our outro song, Reddington Run. Here's to Joe and it's off we go in the land of the midnight sun. They call this race the Iditarod Trail. To me, it's Reddington's Run. In my heart, it's Reddington's Run.